All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Hi there, welcome to this week's edition of the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film and TV news and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friend... Colin Ward. And we are absent our other usual suspect, Mitch Haba. He's out busy this week, but we have a substitute, my friend Adam King. Adam, welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm uh, pretty excited to be here. Good. Good. Um... And I want to introduce you to the listening audience. I think what mm-hmm. a, what better way than to ask you what your uh, your favorite movie of all time is? I know that's a ridiculous that's, question. Yeah, Colin wants rough. to like yep. punch me in the face for it, but I, I always like asking like questions you can't answer just to see what people will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's How like kind yeah. of you. It's like you know, what's your favorite song? Dude, are you kidding me? But what's your favorite movie? Whenever um, I'm asked that impossible question, I uh, I go with Heat, a movie by Michael Mann, um, kind of a Crime, cops and robbers, epic, uh, really good cast, really, really good looking movie. Um, oh yeah, I mean I love Heat. You, yeah, you you like that's got my me. thing. You showed me Heat like mm-hmm. in middle school, and I was like, whoa, this is like yeah. intense. Have you seen Heat? I have not. No, You've not seen I have Heat. Not. Well, that's yeah. Adam's recommendation to you. <laughs> this yep. deal. Yeah, if you have three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it's hard I to do. People to, I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't sat through through it. I think since the first time I watched. I mean, I, I catch it on TV every once in a while. Yeah, I feel like I watch it um, probably once, at least once a year. Um, and whenever I think about the movie. I, I remember the first time I saw it, and it got my heart racing. So that I always remember that, and that's definitely my favorite movie. Um, one more question, then: What was mm-hmm. what's been the favorite? What's your favorite movie you've seen all year? Um, everyone knows of Colin and I's opinion as we've you know mm-hmm. seen a movie every week. But uh, what's been your favorite? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mad Max. Um, yeah. That was classic. Yeah, kind of obvious. Um, but I've always been a, a big fan of the Mad Max series, and this latest one kind of blew me away because I wasn't expecting it to be the way it was. It, uh, you know, with movies like that, you kind of anticipate them to be a letdown. Mm-hmm. But I think it way surpassed everybody's expectation, oh, yeah. ex- uh, expectations. Um, I saw it twice in the theaters. I would have seen it two more times. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm going to give you another one because I don't know if I'm ever going to do this again. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so uh, honorable mention goes to Ex Machina. I thought oh, that nice. was really, really good. Um, <laughs> Did you just see that? I mean, have you recently? I haven't talked to no, you No, I saw it with yet. you, Kale. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, we, this, we just this had the second this time, the second yeah. time. <laughs> this is the second time he's forgotten that. Um, but that was really cool. That It was really, I, I felt like it was really fresh and um, an original kind of take on that whole AI Um story so i really like that and uh with uh, alicia vikander yep. who is in the, the movie we'll discuss later mm-hmm. every week we get together and we uh we we get together having seen the same movie to sit around and talk about it um this week we saw the man from uncle um and we will we'll, we'll talk about that uh as we move on with the show but we start off every show with some movie headlines 
Um, the, the, the news this week was kind of uh, slow, which is fine. It's been like crazy the last few weeks with D23 and, you know, all this stuff coming out about Marvel movies and, and Star Wars movies and all that crap. This week was a little slow, which is fine. But I think, you know, we're talking about what, what was your favorite movie of the year. Um, I came across, especially this is a Michigan podcast, a Detroit podcast on film. I thought this was interesting. I came across a, this article on Quentin Tarantino in Vulture, where he said uh, that his one of his favorite movies of the year was the the film shot in Michigan, It Follows, the horror film. It was actually the first film that we discussed here on the podcast. Very sentimental. So I thought that was really interesting. It was a, it was a really weird article in Vulture on Quentin Tarantino, and it was like kind of strange questions like, "Do you eat cereal? Do you read books?" I mean, not like that, but it was just like it was almost like non related, like to the hateful eight kind of questions but one of them which, what was your favorite movies you've seen this year he said he didn't really see any he liked the kingsman and he liked it follows which is crazy i mean it's crazy mm-hmm. to me that quentin tarantino that's like the movie that he's picking is like one of his favorites of the year it's it's it follows is the movie that just keeps on like <laughs> trucking here i don't know it's like kind of amazing he goes on to, to kind of criticize it too, but he th- said it was one of the best premises he's seen in a horror film in a long time. So Definitely. I was gonna say he, he's a big horror film buff. I feel like so yeah. it's not that shocking to me that he said he loved it, but it's it's definitely cool. Well, I think it's shocking having seen. I mean, he does go on to criticize it, but like it's it's you haven't seen it, Adam, right? No, I haven't. I mean, it's not he Quentin Tarantino. I, like, if there's one way to I would like describe his filmmaking, it's like precise and mm-hmm. like. There's no fat. It's just like everything is is exactly the way he wanted it. And it follows seems kind of very jumbled. It's not a very organized film, you know. So it's just interesting to me that I don't know that he would choose it, but I I'm happy. I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're on the It Follows crew and you're the director, it's like holy crap, Quentin Tarantino thinks one of my movies is one of the you know best of the year. It's just a small little indie film that that keeps trucking along. Yeah, I mean, with the year of you know blockbuster action movies that we've got I mean It Follows has been I mean it's always been in my head as one of my favorite things I've seen this past year Surely, like, I don't think it would crack my top five but it's well, it's one of the it most original big, like yeah, and it has a direct point of view right. and real throwbacky to those like 80s horror movies which mm-hmm. I mean Tarantino right, loves that's right. yeah. it's, I guess yeah so, so cool little shout out he didn't reason realize it but little shout out to Detroit filmmaking um i saw tarantino in detroit last year maybe two years ago it, what was, was the occasion what was that what was he doing i think he was allegedly dating the girl who like a costume designer for maybe batman superman hmm. and oh really uh yeah, and I saw. Just, I oh, saw. He was just I saw him around. at. There was yeah. no like. We didn't see him at like a movie theater. No, no. Something. I went to the Lady Gaga concert and then saw him at the bar that I went to afterwards. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You can't miss that crazy. No. Little <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's the last person I. Sp- I like. I yeah. just came from a Gaga concert. Talking? I looked ridiculous, <laughs> and here I am sitting on a couch at a bar, and Tarantino walks through the door. One of my favorite directors ever. Right. I go, oh shit. <laughs> I was just saying today how I loved him in uh, Little Nicky <laughs> as the cra- crazy that. blind preacher. I have not seen Little Nicky. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. We were talking about Quentin Tarantino movies and uh, the reference L- Little Nicky <laughs> with uh, Quentin Tarantino as the crazy blind preacher. Interesting. 
I, 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 that's, that's that's awesome. I, I don't think of him like I, I mean I know he's an act. He's in like a bunch of his movies and like you. But well, right. But you don't think of him as doing other people's. I, mm. He hasn't done that many. It can't be right. I mean I don't no. know. No. So that's that's pretty funny, little Nicky, huh? <laughs> he he continues to, uh, to 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 surprise me. You should you should you should read this article in Vulture. It's really interesting. Um, Adam, you mentioned that that Mad Max was your uh, one of your favorite movies of the year. Some of the other, it's not really news, but this rumor keeps floating around that George Miller of uh, of Mad Max Fury Road uh, direction is being rumored to do the next Superman movie in this DC uh, this DC comic universe, which he's not um, unfamiliar with. Back in the day, before I think this was before. It was like in between the Dark Knight and that stuff that he was he was George Miller was picked to to develop a Justice League movie mm. before any of this Man of Steel reboot stuff happened or anything and uh, it didn't happen it kind of it, it it folded early early on in the process but so he's no stranger to the DC universe and uh, there you know he's no stranger to Warner Brothers and those I guess I don't know if there's any credence to these rumors but they're going around would you guys I I would be totally down to see him. Yeah, now, Kate. now I would be down. See, like, I'm when he was doing Happy Feed, you were right. I was gonna say <laughs> so before, you know, his action movie credit was the three Mad Max movies, um, and the next two big things were Babe, I think Babe, Babe the City, Zidia, yeah, uh-huh. and then Happy Feet. So you're like, you know, uh, a blockbuster. <laughs> who who is this guy? Right? But then we then. You know, Mad Max came out and it was incredible, and it was a total ride. So now I, I, I can totally see that. Yeah, that's definitely something I want to see too. Um, just a fresh and like totally unique point of view. Yeah. In like such a, <laughs> like such a like a already been there, done that with superhero mm-hmm. movies, like especially with Superman. I mean, like. I don't know. It's like, how do you... I think part of the problem with Man of Steel was that they tried to do something, quote-unquote, new with him. You know, that darker kind of story. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, it's hard because the, the the definitive Superman movies are was already made, you know, 40 years ago. And they're still trying to, like, replicate that kind mm-hmm. of... And I don't I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I, it's, it's like, what kind of tone would a George Miller... I mean, you look at Batman versus Superman, it looks really dark. And, you know, Man of Steel is really dark. And, uh, you know, but Mad yeah. Max was like, a, you know, it's a fun, dark yeah. movie, but it's still dark. You know, yeah. it's not, but if it's you not look at it that movie. way, he also did Happy Feet. He also you know? did Happy so, Feet. He also did Pig, yeah. Pig, uh, Babe Pig in the City. Um, um, but the, the thing about George Miller, I guess, um, with Mad Max being so well received, you found out a lot about how the movie was made and like the, the crew and George Miller himself, how passionate and like almost like a mad scientist about everything he is mm-hmm. so that kind of gives you that confidence like he can pretty much do whatever you want his vision is probably going to be pretty impressive right i mean honestly i'll be i'll be honest i mean i love mad max it's probably one of my top three movies of the year too and i i still um, I, I think I'd rather see him take on a Superman movie than do a Mad Max Fury Road sequel. I don't know. I don't know how much more that, that franchise is really going to be able to... I don't know what I feel about a Fury Road sequel to begin with. Like, I think it was so, this one was so perfect. Maybe mm-hmm. just leave it alone. I mean, the guy's old, too. and You don't want... It's like, I don't know. 
I like to see him try something different soon. Um, I don't know. And you look at this concept art. We're looking at it right now. This concept art of his uh, uh, his Justice League movie. And it's got you know all this these these scenes of Wonder Woman fighting Superman that look pretty cool. And and you know it looks very faithful to the comics kind of thing mm-hmm. too, which I like. And I I'd like to see him take a shot at it. We'll we'll see. And if you know what. Warner Brothers. I mean, he, you ha- you have them in your pack, back pocket. You're looking for directors for these these series of Justice League movies you want to make. Even if you don't give him Man of Steel too, I'd like to see him take on something in that universe. It'd be, mm-hmm. be cool. I mean, they need that. I think. Yeah, I'm. I would worry about him. You know, tackling something like that just on the pr- the premise of that he has to follow kind of the vision that has already been laid down right you're worried like, that'll become this like marvel like kind of like the way they control the directors kind of thing yeah yeah and yeah. i mean with someone like that you gotta let them do what they do but i mean at right. the same time if he does something so off the wall different i don't think i would feel like it belongs in that universe and mm-hmm. if it's a direct sequel it would be kind of weird i wonder if he would do uh like the way tom hardy almost never talks in Mad Max, if just you know Henry Cavill won't speak at all, which that'd, won't be that much different be from, nice. from yeah. Uh, well, we'll <laughs> hey, wait a second, we'll we'll get into Henry Cavill later. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see if that happens. Um, the only other big uh, big news I, I I saw this week, um, God, it's almost it's gonna be September next time we record another podcast, which is crazy to me. Um, and uh, fall uh, fall TV is going to start up, which includes uh, the first fall TV season without David Letterman in forever. Um, so the Stephen Colbert uh, the guest list of his first week was kind of laid out there. I guess I guess uh, Jeb Bush and uh, George Clooney are going to be the first guests on the on the first show. It's just kind of interesting, strange. strange but yeah. I guess you know it's that Colbert Report thing that's going to. I mean. Do you think they're going to try to have it any... I feel like they're just going to try to separate themselves from that. Yeah, definitely. Massively. I don't yeah. think Paul... T- I mean, having Jeb Bush on there... I mean, let's say having that. Jeb Bush, Stephen Colbert, it seems like a very Colbert Report thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, the Colbert Report, that was Stephen Colbert doing a character. He's not going to do... Yeah, I, I feel like the Jeb Bush thing might be more for the um, David Letterman kind of audience. Yeah. That right, might be right. That, for that's, them. that's probably true. Um, that's interesting. I, I think they're going to totally separate themselves from Colbert Report. So, well, so here's another, here's some other interesting guests. I mean, you have kind of like a you, you've got Scarlett Johansson, which is that's great guest, sure. But then you've got Elon Musk, who's the Tesla Motors mm-hmm. uh, executive, um, as well as uh, Travis Kalink, Kalanink, the chief executive of Uber. Mm. It's like some kind of there's like kind of off the wall guests going. I mean, they yeah. also have Toby Keith, they also have Stephen King, Amy Schumer, uh, Kendrick Lamar's lined up, and Paul Simon, a Paul Simon tribute band, which I don't know. I don't wait. Paul Simon wasn't available, I guess, but, <laughs> yeah, right. but I don't. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what what direction they take this in. I mean, you're basically can you're. you're you want to fill the void of, the, like you say, Adam, the audience that that that, that older audience that watched mm-hmm. David Letterman. Um, but you're also, if you, you know, if you're CBS, you're competing with Jimmy Fallon. There's no question about it. Right. So you're going to wonder if, if Stephen Colbert is going to try to be that uh, variety show type of co-host no. or, or host or what? I mean, yeah, I don't see that as much. I mean, the the Elon Musk and um, Travis Kalanick yeah. thing that kind of seems like it, they're reaching out to the younger audience, um, but 
I think it'd be a, a big misstep if they did the variety show thing like Jimmy like Jimmy's show. I don't think it would work with Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert is yeah. a different kind of personality. Yeah. Yeah. This already sounds smarter than right. anything, well, <laughs> any funny, of the other ones. It's funny you said smarter because um, I, you, know, you, you only see Stephen Colbert as his character. His character, I mean, that's true. But is... I recently I watched um, Comedian Cars Getting Coffee. And he was on it, mm. and the guy seems brilliant. Like he, seems oh, there's yeah, I mean, for incredibly sure. smart. Yeah, so I think it'll be a really, I, don't know, I think it'll be more. And it's diff, it's it's different. I think yeah. I think Jimmy Fallon would agree with you. Like you know, he is silly slapstick mm. humor, and and you know, he does impressions and that sort of thing. And Stephen Colbert is is like you know more John Stewart. He's more yeah. like the, on the side of intellect comedy, which is. You know, there's room in my heart for both. Yeah, um, I'm excited for for Stephen Colbert. I'm, I, you know, I just wonder, like I, I told you guys before the show, I love I love Jimmy Fallon. I love watching Jimmy Fallon, but I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. I don't. Yeah. I never. I catch the clips on YouTube and shit, but I don't. I don't really sit down. And that's at kind of like it. what these late night shows have become. They're become, more right. clips. Which yeah. is what. Yeah. It's just. I wonder what. I mean, John Oliver does this really well too, though, with the like intellectual comedy. I mean, they 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 put all their clips on YouTube and stuff, and it gets popular. But we'll see if. Stephen Colbert goes over because as much as I love this, and I'll, I'll tune in probably September 9th for the first show, but yeah, just as same similarly like I did with Jimmy Fallon, I'll, I'll fizzle out with it. I won't really. Maybe, maybe you won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll. Maybe it'll be so good. I'll, I'll tune in more. I mean, you guys, are you guys gonna tune in September 9th? Are you gonna you gonna go turn it on at 11:30 and watch it? Well, I don't have cable. Um, so you want you don't either. I don't have cable. <laughs> <laughs> Why I, are we even talking about this? <laughs> no, um, I'm but I. But that's so interesting. That's fascinating. It's not fascinating that you guys don't have cable. It's fascinating that you don't have cable, you're still excited for Stephen Colbert, and you're going to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted, you guys know, you, I mean, you could get a... I know that you're not going to go out and buy it just for Stephen Colbert, but right. it is free TV anyway, CBS. Right. But uh, Yeah, I, I don't watch TV. I, do, I did bite the bullet I mean, and subscribe I mean, to Hulu last month. Oh, nice. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure that... <laughs> Is it? I don't That's know. Yeah, I want a full is report it? from you. I was, it's yeah. not good. I know. But I might keep it an extra month if I can watch all of Colbert. Right, right. That would be nice. I did. I mean, the reason why I got it was to watch John John Stewart's mm-hmm. last month and um, RuPaul's oh, Drag really? Race. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I got HBO Go just for uh, True Detective. Mm. Well, How'd that, that work out for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, ups and downs. All right, quick before we get into our movie of the week, did you watch any of season one yet? Because Adam watched, Adam did not see season one, and then watched season two of True Detective. Yeah, I started season two. Um, knowing how highly lauded, you know, that's why I got it because people said season one. Was oh so yeah, great. season one, yeah. True Detective. Yeah, and my intent is to still watch it. That's what um, I hear in my head. But I, I really got. Intrigued by by no intrigued by True Detective because uh, shout out to another Michael Mann movie which wasn't super popular but Miami Vice uh, Colin Farrell looks it, his character you know he plays Sonny Crockett in Miami Vice and his character in this seemed like the exact same kind of guy like super macho like mustache long hair he seemed like the polo tie wearing yeah. insults flaring yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I really like that. So I'm, I like Colin Farrell, and uh, he was great. Yeah, you know, I really liked him in that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I got to watch season one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, I, I, have, I have well... I know, I know. I have well documented my, like, 
dissatisfaction in this season and like retroactive hate of the first season. I think yeah. <laughs> I think everyone was kind of like on this on this train of like we liked the first season and then we like didn't really like the second season. Now we're looking back on the first season and be like, was was that good or were we just kind of tricked? Into we were them, all so. caught up in the reconnaissance. Yeah, was we good. were. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, I mean, there's no denying that I think his performance in that season one is yeah, no, really it's good. I, I think it's and same, you know, but same with like I thought Colin Farrell was great in season two. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah, the performances are. Great. I mean, I didn't think Rachel McAdams was that good. Vince Vaughn was okay. I was I like Taylor Kitsch a lot in yeah, season two. So do I. Well, um, I just like Taylor Kitsch, but yeah. Um, I, know, I feel like season two would is gonna age well. I feel like if I went back and watched it a second time, I would. I would appreciate it more because while it was happening, it was just like, what the hell is going on? What's I think, gonna happen? I think like, both what? I think both seasons are probably prone better to binge watching anyways, rather than like Oh, and that's a lesson I learned as well. Um I'm I'm never watching another show as it comes out. I'm gonna oh. wait till it's done and watch when I can because some of the cliffhangers in this season yeah. were like it made me want to pull my hair out and yeah. quit. So um, next time I'll watch when the season's all done and I can watch my own pace. I think that's fair. I think I'm kind of like, I mean, I was writing blogs as they went and for topical reasons, but like, I, right. I, I like, I agree with that. I don't know. I think binge watching is really the way to experience TV these days. Not so much oh. binge watching, but like, you know, an episode a night. That's not, I don't know if that's. Well, no, I, I know what you mean. Not yet. Yeah, not all in one, yeah. but, but to like watch it at your own pace yes. sort of thing. I like being able to watch it at your own pace, but there, I think there's, I mean, I watch Game of Thrones Game as of, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I just love. I love watching it. I love the episode being over, and then I love the whole having the whole week to discuss with people like what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah. You're experiencing it do? with everyone at the same yeah. time, and that's old school TV, which is like now I have like, to worry about spoilers right. and yeah. like not ruining it for well, people. The, the example for tri- uh, season two that I'm thinking. Did you see it? No. Colin? No. Okay. The when. Ray comes to um You can spoil Frank's, that Frank's shit. Door. I'm not story. I know exactly what it did. It was the worst the, cliffhanger of all yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like, no, I need to know what's gonna happen yeah. because that had the potential to be such no, a that great was, that scene. That was shitty. And it yeah. yeah. And yeah. it kinda fell flat. It kinda fell flat. Um hmm. anyways, um every week we see the same movie. Mm-hmm. This is why we're here to have a uh, a round table in depth discussion on a film each week and this week we saw the man from uncle the new guy Richie film um starring henry cavill and uh um alicia vikander and army hammer we we this is our second uh vikander movie of the year we, I, we, i'm glad we all saw and, and adam and i saw together of course ex machina mm-hmm. um <laughs> Because uh, well, we can get to talk about her, and I think this is this movie was was interesting for Army Hammer and for Henry Cavill. I mean, I'll, I think the cast was the most interesting part of this movie for me. But I'll tell you why. I'll get to that. <laughs> interesting. I didn't say best, but, we'll <laughs> but um. Anyways, it was it was a movie too that like kind of got swamped by Straight Outta Compton, which won again at the box office for two weekends in a row, which is kind of it's like interesting. I thought. If they had released it this weekend, I mean, they had no way of, way of knowing, but like, I feel like it would have done much better. But um, it, did, it hasn't really done that well at the box office. Um, so let's let's just let's get into the Man from Uncle. It's a, based off a, another. It's another TV show from the from the olden days. It's based off of that. It's not a TV show that I think most people are familiar with. I wasn't, to be honest with you, until I yeah. saw the trailers for this movie. Never heard of it. Um, uh, and another spy flick this year too. So 
you know, which we've we talked about Spy, which had Mission Impossible. Uh, we got Bond coming up this year too. Um, so let's do initial. We do go around and do initial thoughts, Adam. Okay. Um, let's let's start with Colin. <laughs> we, we, I'm not gonna put you on the spot yet, Adam. But Colin, I I, you Colin, you said you had a lot of a lot to say about this movie. But, I wrote but, down but, a lot. But briefly, what what was what were your initial thoughts? And we'll get deeper into it. Briefly, um, this movie is to me it's a real case of all style and no substance. That's ex- okay. <laughs> Damn it. That's exactly <laughs> what I wrote I down. I stole that line. Okay. Well, I'll, you go, go tell it's, me. I mean, and before I kind of, you know, go off on this movie, I really want to give props to cinematography and especially costume design. Oh, I thought yeah. costume design looked great. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a real pretty movie and it's real unfortunate that the costumes and the look of it can be so fun but the movie be so unfun. So that's no fun for you, huh? No. Huh. And I had a crowded theater. I was surprised by how many people were in my theater. It was probably like fifty people. There mine was no laughs going yeah, on. In my mine theater. wasn't very crowded. Mine was empty. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I wrote. So I wrote down. This is I wrote down like uh, all, all no all style, no substance. But I like the style. I actually like. With the, the costume and and everything and 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 the design, obviously, but also the like the just the the demeanor of the actors, I thought was fun. I, I like oh. the I like the style. I think there's a short there's a lot of shortcomings in this movie. I think it's it's very Guy Ritchie. Like yeah. it's absolutely the it most Guy Ritchie. It's not a shortcoming, but like I think he might have gotten too wrapped up in his own style. So like I, I which I'll get to like, but just. Briefly, what I'm saying is like it's, it, I I felt this most in the action scenes, which I thought. Where I had no idea what was going on because they they used eighty percent of the time they used this like sixties montage cutting that was cool but like confusing I didn't know what was happening but was, I I, yeah. I thought it was fun the reason I mentioned the cast is because I think for Army Hammer and Henry Cavill Army Hammer I feel like has always has been trying to like come back from the Lone Ranger mm-hmm. kind of thing of like you know he was gonna be. I think Army Hammer was gonna be he he could have been Batman he could have been the biggest actor in Hollywood and I think he, he's kind of waiting to have that happen again. So I think it's interesting to see him in this role. I think Henry Cavill, this is obviously his James Bond audition. There's no question about it, um, which we'll get back to <laughs> earlier. I mean, he's no, I know he plays an American, but that's what this is. I mean, that's what this is for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Alicia Vikander, it's like, uh, I really liked, We I think we all liked her next Machina, right? Yeah. Um, which she was like the opposite of fun. Yeah. And in this movie, I thought she was fun to watch and playful and everything. And I, and I, so I thought it was fun to watch from that standpoint. Adam, what were your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I, I really didn't have anything bad to say about it. The, my one major complaint was what you said, the action being spliced together in that kind of montage. I thought that was just kind of... I would like to see that happen in a normal format. You know, this like them storming this... Uh, can we do spoilers on this? Yeah, thing? we can do spoilers. Spo- yeah, 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 yeah. assume that everybody yeah, no, who's no, listening no, no, yeah. has watched. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll spoilers. Right. Okay. So yeah, you know when they storm the the final. Ugh, yeah. I, yeah. In the end, it, it was like I would have loved to see the this '60s style espionage, you know, attacking this little fort, and but they just kind of it's so dumb burned through it real quick, <laughs> and it, I think it was trying to be more. I don't know. I think it was trying to go for that like '60s TV show feel when it wasn't 
necessary. Right, right more style than so. Yeah. I mean, it's the most cliche thing in the world about this movie, but it's true. I mean, it seemed like that. But mm. I also, I mean, also for me, like the dune buggy chase scene, that thing. Oh, that was bad. But he could have been cool. And it like been cool. they were like you're supposed to have this big reveal of holy shit, he's going around yeah. the, the water and like you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I don't know. But and what I, did you, what were you what were, I mean, you liked it, obviously. I did. So what was what were the big draws for you? I'm I, curious. I mean I like the I like the characters a lot. I like that time period, even though I know it's all like a movie. Um I didn't have any kind of um expectations going into it because I didn't know anything about the man from Uncle. Like the TV show, right? Um, so I kind of went went into it with an open mind. I kind of saw it on a whim. I wasn't, we didn't like plan on seeing it, which kind of happened. Um, and it was good. I thought it was good. I, I I would recommend it to people. And I thought it was a a fresh break. I'm so burnt out on Marvel movies. Sorry, guys, but <laughs> don't apologize. <laughs> yeah. to hey, I'm so burnt out on Marvel movies. So I thought this was a fresh, new thing. You know, I know people are complaining about, you know, another origin story, but I didn't feel like it was the same formula or the same old thing that we've been getting a lot of with origin stories and, you know, remakes of stuff. So I liked it. Colin, what did you, what did you really hate about it? I mean, you didn't think, you didn't think that like the, you didn't think the chemistry between the three of them was good? Awful. Really? It was awful. Why? Oh, hold on. Let me find the right What, what, yeah, thought, what would uh, you like it? Alicia Vikander, the, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought she was, it didn't work with her. She was probably the weakest of the three. But yeah. I thought, I thought Army Hammer and Henry Cavill really. Really? Yeah, I did. I thought that was, I thought that they, it was like the odd couple of, yeah, which is I, what this was supposed to be, like the, the odd couple right. of spy teams. And I don't know. I thought, first of all, the accents, no or yay. I, I think that Henry still continues to impress me. I mean, the guy's, he's English. So yeah. it's like, it's hilarious that, I mean, and he always right. has like the, it's almost like he puts it into like a computer, like translate to an English accent. It sounds like this. Hi. Yeah, and it sounds too well, good. Well, let me tell you what, I know, but it's like, yeah. it, it works for Clark Kent, and I think it works for this guy too, but. I think it definitely works for this guy. Yeah, uh, for Napoleon, Napoleon Solo. Solo. Great name. Um, yeah, I, them, those two together, I think worked really well. I don't know. Maybe it was just, I was so enamored by them. They look. They, they look great. Yeah. They're have. They're like such badasses. That's this, the problem. Yeah. They look like they're not real people. They're too good looking. They're too polished. <laughs> they're too put together. They have too good of like these perfected accents. Yeah. They're not real people. No, they're, I I <laughs> I can see that. I think that like when you talk about like obsessed with this time period, which I am too. I think this is definitely like a '60s fantasy. Like everything mm -hmm. about this is a fantasy. Like that none of this would ever happen. You know, the the whole uncle thing with, like, oh, we're going to get people from every country to help out and, like, we're all going to be on the team together sort of thing is ridiculous. And, you know, just how they all – it's it, I like it kind of because it's almost like a throwback to, like, 60s Bond movies in a way. We're, like – we're, like – Without the wit or if honey or innuendo. Well, well, just we're like, we're like, they're both so good at what they do. Like, they're impossibly like they, yeah. you know, even the beginning, yeah. we're like, Army Hammer, you know, he, he's quick enough to, to lay down before the bullet hits the wit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's insane. I love that opening But it was scene. great. The opening was great. scene was great. None of it was witty or fun? No. Come on. No. It's not, it, there was nothing like. Not one scene. 
there the scenes that were funny had nothing to do with the performance it had everything to do with the staging of the scene when the guy gets fried in the electric chair mm. and turns back on that's probably the funniest right and then henry goes oh, i left my jacket in there that was that was pretty funny one well, thing, was a better delivery than what i did yeah. but it was i thought you didn't think that was funny i i mean i think that was funny that 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 situation i don't think any performance or delivery line got me to laugh I have to point out one thing. I don't know if you guys caught it, but one of the funniest scenes in the movie I thought was um, the the boat scene where, he, yeah. where he's cruising around, running from the boat, and you know Napoleon Solo's eating a sa- someone's sandwich in that truck. But I don't know if you guys watched the credits at all when they're kind of going through dossiers. They're like flipping through, like you read their info, whatever. And the end credits. The end credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yep. yeah. Um, and Army Hammer's character. Uh, one of his interests was, or um, it said something like um, "powerboat champion," and I <laughs> yeah. thought that that was so funny, funny, and I was laughing out loud. And you know, people are walking out; they're like, "What the hell is this guy's problem?" And I'm dying laughing at "powerboat champion" for his character. I thought it was so funny. It's, I mean, that scene where he's eating the like drinking the wine and eating the grapes. It's funny for like ten seconds, but then we get like the slow push in, like this like sappy music playing and it's another scene where they chose to focus more on that than the action that was at hand Mm -hmm. which was weird and that whole scene was weird right like the sound kind of cut out there was no like diegetic like like explosion sounds or anything and then even when he like flies off the the with the truck onto the boat the heaviest truck in the world there there was there was there was a weird (laughs) sound thing the whole movie there's this scene there's just like it's like they were trying so hard to be different with everything. It really, did, but I appreciate it. Like there was a scene where, um, where they're, they, uh, uh, Gabby, Alicia, Vikander, and her uncle are driving in a in in a car, and Army's following them, and the windows are up on the car, and you can't really hear what they're saying. It's yeah. just like the the subtitles, and then. Gabby rolls the window down and then you can hear what they're saying as if we're outside the car. It was like interesting and different and weird. And I, it was fun playing with the sound. I don't know if it works. I don't think it worked in the boat scene. Again, like you said, I think that was, I think the yeah. ending there went on too long. It was funny though to see Henry eating a sandwich and yeah. Army Hammer in the background and his boat's on fire was pretty funny. The, the thing about the boat scene, when it, you, know, you can kind of see it happening. Like he's, he's climbing into the truck. Army Hammer still going around this little um, bay kind of area and you're like okay he's just gonna like sit there and not help him and I was kind of annoyed at it by it at first because you know yeah it's a movie but he would help him like (laughs) he would try to save him and I was annoyed at it at first but as the scene went on I started like being like okay I get it now like it's kind of it's it's pretty funny and then when the boat explodes I was like totally in I I thought it worked I don't know it was weird though it's definitely weird. I think it's, it's not normal. I mean, none of it's like yeah. not what you would expect. Yeah. I mean, going back to the lead characters and their chemistry together, I mean, Henry is the lead for Superman. Army Hammer was the lead for, uh, like you Lone, said, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, yeah. It was just so weird that these two people can have those big tentpole, what one was supposed to be a franchise. Mm. And just to me, they just could not carry this movie. I mean,. I I mean it just seems so weird and then to have like veteran actors like Hugh Grant when Hugh Grant showed up 
he made it just seem so effortless what he was saying. And what I thought he every, was really good. Yeah, whatever he was. he was saying was really funny. It was really cheeky. Mm-hmm. And it's what these other two actors should have been. I mean, to me, like, Army Hammer was supposed to be, like, the serious, like, guy that you laugh at his seriousness. And then Henry's character was supposed to be the cheeky, funny guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't cheeky. He wasn't funny. He was stiff and he even looked uncomfortable in the suit too <laughs> i think it's hard to get a suit like, that fits him yeah. <laughs> well speaking of that i mean that that tells you how huge army hammer is like oh yeah yeah no they're both Henry Cavill's a big guy yeah they're He's both like, massive I, I was just like holy shit i didn't realize how big army hammer is yeah um but they're i feel like their um disdain for each other felt real yeah i i got that um but you didn't get that with the there's you know, one scene where these they are, they're are Russian made. Yeah. And then no, you didn't <laughs> no, like that. No, what no. about the this the scene where they're cutting through the, the wire and the fence? Mm-hmm. That wasn't fun. You didn't get a laugh out of that? No. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. I bought into there it. There was really only early one on. scene where they're actually like physically like having a go with each other in, in the very beginning in the bathroom. Other than that, it's just they're very like, well, we're working together. Like I love the uh, the scene where Army Hammer's walking with Alicia. They're being the architect, and he's trying to have this little cover story. And he and they realize he needs to get robbed. And, right, right. And Henry Cavill says, "Take it like a pussy." Take it like a pussy. Yeah, that was- I thought it was so funny and. I did too. Yeah, that, that was Ham- another line yeah. that I thought was really, really. And Army Hammer did it. I thought he just did it really well. Like this was taking everything he had to let these guys rob him, and then he ended up breaking. But I don't. Know, I, I liked it. I I, I thought it, it worked. Going on my favorite part of the characterization of these two, the one thing that I actually liked, and it's going off that line, taking mm-hmm. like a pussy. Yeah, I really did actually like, and I, it's a shame that they didn't take this a little bit further. There was definitely a homoerotic tension between these With two. Both of them. Yeah. I mean, they have nicknames for each other. <laughs> At one point, in, when they were breaking the warehouse, he goes, I'll take top, you take bottom. Yeah, no, I, like, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> that. I think those little things were yeah. funny. I wish they were Oh, no, there was a... There was, I also laughed, well, that you mentioned that, I also laughed at the scene where Henry, like, hit that guy in the dick. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I also like that. I also that. That line was in a different language. I think it was Italian, where he was like... So the guy, some guy comes up to Henry and grabs his arm at, at the at the party and says, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "I am I am neither your your sister or I'm neither a goat or, or your I'm sister. neither your goat or your sister." Yeah. I love. I thought, you didn't think that was funny, and then and then he, he hit him. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I love that whole. Uh, I think I'm maybe easier easily or buying into in Henry maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like the the take it like a pussy line was probably not in the script for some reason. The I, way he he delivered that line was perfect. I. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but that whole scene at the, the Grand Prix or whatever that was, um, I love that because I'm a big car guy and there was some really uh, good stuff on that track. But um, that was another one of those scenes where you just felt like you were in that time period and the, the set design and the costumes and everything was really prevalent and really worked. Yeah. You like that, right? Oh yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. music, music was great. Yeah, the soundtrack yeah. was great. But it's like once once you look past like how great everything looks and mm-hmm. how well it's designed, and these edits and the jazz music, it's like, 
okay, what's really here? It's this oh, I th- I mess think... of like, and I, I hate it. The way that they like did these backtracking, like that's you, Guy Ritchie. I hate. Oh yeah, it, like yeah. within this, like within, within like three minutes of the scene. Yeah, so, yeah. There was, that's like, what I mean. No it, was, it was very Guy Ritchie. Like yeah. when it's when she reveals that there he's that she's working with spies and like I'm like oh she's obviously like saying something here and like literally thirty three seconds later it's like. We'll figure out what she says now. It's yeah. <laughs> also with the with the, the the tracking thing at the end of the movie with the with the the ring rocket oh, oh, or yeah. missile that hits, hits yep. the boat. You know, like they, that was they, almost they, that was almost fifteen seconds after. Like, yeah. Do it in the, real uh, time. The, the two warheads and one can track off the other. Yeah. yeah, that was really confusing too. I thought I felt like that was well. They showed it to you first. You know, it's by itself in that yeah. safe that they crack or uh, vault that they crack. Like well, that's kind of weird. There's one ultra vital component was yeah, left that behind. Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> but uh, you know, you gotta suspend some some disbelief there. I do like that. This was. I mean, I didn't even know this was. As we said, we didn't know that this was a TV show, and I've never seen the TV mm-hmm. show. I did like him. This is what we were talking about last week about like these old things be old tv shows being rebooted as kind of like an ironic like parody of itself mm-hmm. i liked how this one wasn't like really a parody of itself it kind yeah. of took i mean unfortunately it took itself too seriously but it was different than like the 21 jump street or a get smart or a potential baywatch movie that we're getting remade that's mm. gonna be like a funny yeah, yeah funny yeah. take on these right. old right no but i think that i think this one like it's, I watched a little bit of the old show today before this, and and you can tell that they were they're like really going for it. They're like going to like, which is weird to me. They were going to like replicate this everything about that show almost in terms of style, and it's interesting because it's I don't think most people are sitting in that theater being like, this better be like the you know. Well, that's too. I mean, what was the target audience of this? I don't know. Movie? I think it was confusing a little bit. Yeah. Which begs the question. I mean, this is obviously set up for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. I don't. They're not going to give. I don't. I can't no. imagine. It cost seventy five million dollars to make, and it's only grossed fifty three. It made. Se- it cost seventy five. Yeah, I mean, it's all style. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's all. That's cheap. I was going to say I, that doesn't seem like cheap. that much. It's not that much. I mean. It's not. I mean, considering lo- locations. Because well, the, the, there's not that much special effects in this. There are, there are not that much special effects. Maybe that's why. And there, yeah. Maybe that's why some of the action scenes were basically cut. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, right. No, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine that this is going to be a sequel. But oh. um, I did enjoy the scene where they kind of said, you, you're called Uncle now. Right. And they all looked like shit. Shit. <laughs> I, I thought I was done after this. I thought I, I thought that was pretty funny yeah. and looked real. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I would I would see the sequel. I, I would I would too because that. look I mean I I really I really enjoyed and I, I guess Colin you for sure didn't see any of this. I enjoyed seeing Henry being funny and fun yeah. because that's how Clark Kent should I, I I don't know I wish there was more of that in his Superman character. More smiling, more. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I just wish you could. He and I know that he possesses it, and you can see it in this movie. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it a lot. I I, I was like, it's fun to see him get out of his you know cape and, and underwear, and and which he doesn't have. But 
um, you know, do something other than Superman and see him there. It's fun. I don't know. I, I liked seeing it. Now, I, I, I shit you not. There's no question in my mind this is a quote-unquote James Bond audition. I mean, Remington Steele was for Pierce Brosnan. Layer Cake was for Daniel Craig. I mean, this is – it's a spy movie, and it's Henry Cavill, and he's in the conversation for, for uh, James Bond right now. I mean, wh- what, do you, what do you guys think? I mean – um, I mean, I'm going to say he's way too... Perfect? Yeah, he's... He, I mean, he, one, he's huge. He sticks out like a sore thumb, but so is Daniel Craig. Um, but Daniel Craig isn't like that great looking. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but... Well, like, no, you, but, seems, like, but like you say, I mean, there's something credence to this. And I actually... This, Quentin Tarantino calls out a lot of movies for this in, in the Vulture interview that he looks a little too perfect, maybe. Yeah. And he acts a little too perfect. They look like wax figures up there. <laughs> like they do, no. And and like you're saying, we're we're getting we're going to be getting off of a of a James Bond who is the most rugged looking James yeah. Bond, the most like the least perfect looking yeah. quote unquote James Bond, um, and especially in in demeanor as well as looks. I mean, you know, I think it, I I think having even having seen this movie and enjoyed Henry, I think it works really well for Clark Kent and Superman. That kind of perfection and like that. You know that that American accent that's way too good for anyone. <laughs> um, it works really good for Clark Kent. It works really good for Napoleon Solo in this movie. I don't know if it, that would tra- that perfection would translate to a James Bond today. I think if this was 1995, I feel like Henry Cavill would be a great James Bond. But I don't know if that's what they're looking for these days. I mean, what do you think? I mean, well, well I'm definitely against that. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen him, you know, act in a British in his natural accent. Um, either so I don't right. know if maybe he'll be able to land punchlines better than with in his natural tone rather than you know doing an American accent. Yeah, I think he's too young. Also, um, yeah. Well, we're thinking five years down the line, yeah, though. But I still, mean, still, I think it would feel like the way they redid the Jack Ryan series with um, Chris Pine. Yeah, it's like you went from Harrison Ford to ultra handsome Chris Pine, who's like. I don't know. I I think it would. Well, there was a Ben Affleck in there too, right? Yeah, Some of all fears was that yeah, Ben Affleck? Some of all fears, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Liv Schreiber in that as. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, I'm forgetting his name right yeah. now. But the badass in all right. those movies. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would feel like a James Bond movie with him. I fi- I think it would be. They would want to like try to reboot it again, and it would be a more younger feeling. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like him as James Bond. I like the brooding Dan Craig right now. Um, Not yeah. yeah no. I agree. No, good God, no. The no. audition the audition <laughs> didn't go well and then for the for the film cast. No. Um, I also I thought this was so weird that they put Alicia Vicanto's character like as an auto mechanic and like when her first scene with driving, you're like, "There's no way that this girl is just right. a regular auto mechanic. She's clearly in on something because yeah. she could do some crazy ass stunts in the car." But then you have her like be an auto mechanic, and that skill never comes. I agree. Back. I agree. It, like, it came. It, it came once, once, and it didn't really do anything. I agree. You, I was waiting for that the whole movie, kind of. And even that time that she fixes the guy's car on the racetrack, and he like hits on her. Yeah. I mean, that didn't go anywhere either. That was almost other than to show jealousy from Army Hammer, but that was a really weird 
the whole that whole middle part was kind of strange. It didn't really move much of the movie along. I don't know. I mean, Adam, Adam, as a car, I mean, I knew you were going to do this move, this podcast yeah. with us, and as a car enthusiast, um, you know, I mean, I mean, what did you think all around the automobile stuff in this movie? It was great. Like I said, that, that grand, I don't, you can't call it a Grand Prix, but that kind right. of racetrack scene was awesome. There was a lot of really good um, metal out there. But, oh, that actually brings me, that reminds me, I had a complaint about the cars. Uh-oh. Because... The that fan I forget the name of the family, but the, the bad family in the end. Yeah. Them. The, right. Them. Um they're this seemingly very important Italian family. And they were driving around Jaguars. They would not be driving British cars. <laughs> that like a very, like, <laughs> that was a, like, like a product like, placement was, thing or something. Yeah, well, or like a deal maybe, probably with yeah, the car. Probably, it probably deal, was. Probably yeah. a deal. Um but they were all driving around Jaguars. I was like, no way. They would be maybe <laughs> in Maseratis and Ferraris and right. All that launches and Alfa Romeo and whatnot, but um, yeah, uh, that that scene where she, you know she's gonna fix this, you know she's a, a backdoor mechanic in Eastern Germany, and you know she's gonna be like, oh, I'll just fix this uh, Formula One car, this peak of automotive design <laughs> right. and engineering. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'll <laughs> That's true. Now, you kind of roll your eyes at that, yeah. but like I said, you got to suspend your, your belief. She there. also, like, like, pinned down Army Hammer. I didn't know what that was all about. Oh, either. yeah. I, I was mean, like, he's like just, just in a matter <laughs> he of practice. clearly wants just to like, be pinned down. Yeah, well, but, like, but he didn't play it off that way. It was like, when the she, whole scene yeah. was weird. Like, she actually did beat him in a that was that was weird when she just spears him and he he goes down like, yeah, yeah, there's I'm no sure way. She, I don't think she could build up the inertia no. to do that to Army <laughs> Hammer. I don't know. Definitely not a perfect movie. No, I mean, no. I, you know, and in fact, I don't know. I, part of me wants to say that it's not very memorable, but at the same time, I feel like actually because how strange some of the scenes were with like the sound design and like like I'm gonna remember that boat scene for a long time. I thought mm-hmm. that was just. But are you remembering it in a good way? Well, it's I'm remembering it in a, in a it stood out way. I mean, I was laughing for sure. Um, you know, I think maybe that whole sequence I wanted to be, be a little more spy-y. Yeah. Um, I like that whole that whole sequence leading up to it where they're breaking into the Me too, facility. Yeah. And that little shootout that they did have was I thought it was good. It was exciting. Um you know, that was one instance where they didn't chop it all up and make it a whatever you call it. Um so th- that was good. I mean, my takeaway from the like the thing I tell people about the movie, I just thought it was fun. Like I said, I, th- I thought it was fresh and new and it didn't feel like a recycled um origin story and it's a good break from the constant yeah, flow the of marvel movies right and what else you got in that notebook there you guys what, 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 i want to i want to know what else you you wrote so i've never seen you write so much about a movie before you're very passionately it's really just a lot of blabbling <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> well, a, what, well what is this if not it's a babbling? lot of just saying like i don't understand how i mean i love the time period and like i said i love the costumes in this movie and i love the look of this movie and it's like it has so much potential for it to be like fun, but it's just, it's just, I mean, me, I mean, you guys said that you laughed. I mean, me and my theater was no one was dead. laughing, really? Yeah. I mean, the biggest laugh was the, um, the guy frying in the, mm-hmm. in the electric chair. Mm-hmm. That was, um, I just, I just don't get how it can have that fun of a time period and it just isn't fun. It's yeah. like laborious and, 
just not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, let's see what else I got here. Uh, and it's hard for me. I, I don't know if I can blame it all on the performances just because that was my biggest disappointment from it. Or if the fact that that was a direction from Guy Ritchie to, you know, to look to he was so particular look wise that he didn't give his characters any room to be messy or yeah i mean i think it was but i think it was supposed to be that kind of cookie cutter characters i think that like like that's it's that it's that 60s tv kind of you know like every like everyone is just like i I knows what to say at the right time and like looks great and like can do everything ever like fix a professional racing car right. even though they never seen one before i mean right. uh, i think guy Ritchie, you could compare him to like a quentin tarantino where mm-hmm. i don't think that there were any mistakes or i think everything in the movie was as he wanted it like when i think about like snatch or lock stock and two smoking barrels like all those characters are so vibrant and like very much their own and original in those yeah. movies um I feel like if he can, I don't know, convey how he wants his character very clearly. So I, I don't think that the way they were was a mistake or unintentional or whatever. I think that's how he wanted them to be. And like I said, I, like I keep saying, I think I thought it all worked. It didn't really feel wooden or anything to me. Um, I mean, but, if that was his, if that's what he wanted it, that is, I think, oh awful decision i mean just look at and he did sherlock holmes too look at the chemistry oh, yeah. between jude law and um robert downey jr yeah. it's so much more palpable than these two lead characters that we have here which is i mean which is why i don't really know if it's performance or if it's i mean that, I, mean, I, I well i can see how like look army hammer and henry cavill didn't have it's not like the best duo I've seen on screen at all. I mean, I, I right. was never like, man, these guys should be in movies forever. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was, I liked their, I, I agree with you. I, Colin, I agree with you that they, I don't think they had crazy chemistry. I just, I think I liked their individual performances. Yeah. Like, I just enjoyed watching both of them. I think do their, do their thing and like kind of have their shot at another, you know, lead role and quote unquote, you know, like super powers, you know, like. Right. It didn't. Feel, it wasn't the buddy cop movie. No, it sure it, wasn't. Yeah. No. Well, because neither of them are incompetent. That's maybe that's why, right? Like no one is the guy. Who, well, when they're not, I don't know. It's weird because like Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. are like different in, in different ways. Like they have different skills and like same with the, these guys are equals in in, in almost everywhere. Yeah, that's they're, that's they're what's the equal. thing. It's like even though, yeah, they are. I mean, they are almost all equal. I don't know. So that's I, mean, I get it. That's like a weird. It's a weird thing. And usually mm-hmm. in these movies, they're like. Even though this is odd couple in terms of like one is basically angry, one's always happy, they have the same skill sets basically. And it's right. not it doesn't they don't play off each other. Yeah. Right? Which kind of exactly. yeah, I get that. Cool. What's a quick recommend to people? Yep. No. Okay. It lacks all the action and the punches and twists of Mission Impossible. And it lacks all the wit and funness of a James Bond movie. 
definitely not. I mean, it's it's on the lower end of the movies I've seen this year. But definitely. I would I would recommend it to people. I mean, if you're I'm a sucker for the '60s, and yeah, I'll, I would know, recommend and, it for and exactly and, and I, I think that being said, I think if you, if you're an older person, if you if you've lived through the '60s and watched '60s television, I think this is a very fun movie for you. I mean, yeah, I know my parents definitely. loved it, um, and I've heard some other older people that really really like this movie. So, you know, I mean, it's anytime fun. I got to see. Elizabeth Debicki dressed in her sixties mod. Was that the was that the was that the, the main villain? Main villain, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was great. I mean, what do you what do you know her from? I don't know her from anything. I just love the way that she looks. Well, no, yeah. I, I hadn't seen her before ever. I don't think, and it was it was like kind of. I, know, I never. It, her it up. took me when I, a second when I uh, saw Alicia Vikander because I didn't really know she was in this. Mm-hmm. But last time I saw her, she was just a face. <laughs> yeah, she you wasn't know? much. Of so I was like, oh, that's you know. By the time they were in the car, I realized who it was, but it was like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's that's the robot. That's the robot. <laughs> DeBecky was in Great Gatsby. I don't know who she played. Oh, she was. What's her name? Um, Jordan. Yeah. Right? She. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, she was. Okay. And she was great in that. Yeah, she was. Um, and then she's also in this Beck Macbeth movie that's oh. coming out, which I'm really. That should be for. lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, it looks amazing. Unbelievably dark. Yeah, I love it. Um, cool. Well, that's the uh, the man from Uncle, from the Man of Steel to the Man of Un- Man from Uncle. I want. Uh, I, well, I should have said that earlier, but uh, that's uh, Henry Cavill's. Uh, you got it in there. He's just. He just got plays it in a there. bunch of men. Yeah, he's a man from somewhere, or of something. <laughs> mm. Uh, we end every show every week with some video on demand recommendations, be it from Netflix or Amazon or HBO Go, anything that's easily accessible to you at the listening audience. Um, I'm gonna go first this week. Um, I'm gonna, I, because I just realized this is on Netflix, and I um, am gonna watch it soon because I, I, it was on HBO Go a lot oh, years ago. It was on HBO Go like all the time. Fletch. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen Fletch, it is, okay. it is one of the smartest like. Best, it's it's just the great. Right? I mean, like if you like puns and shit, F- Fletch is great. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of my favorite comedies um, is on Netflix, and I never noticed until today. So I'm gonna be watching that soon. I recommend it to everyone. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Colin, I'm going with uh, a movie that was just put up. Uh, it was a contender last year at Oscars. Well, Marianne Courtyard was. It's called Two Days One Night. It's a French movie by the Dardine brothers, and it's um. Stars Marianne Cotillard, who was nominated for Best Actress last year. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I wanted to see that. It's um, is that on Netflix or? Yeah, yeah, really? it just got put on Netflix like two days ago, and I was like, I'm recommending that. Huh. But um, tells the story of like a day in the life of this, like a serious day in the life of this woman, where she is has to convince her fellow employees to not fire her, to not take their bonus in order for her to keep her own job. Hmm. So it was either she gets fired and everyone gets a bonus or no one gets a bonus and she keeps her job and it's the movie is basically just her going around to these people asking them to you know don't take this bonus and you would think that gets repetitive after a while but it doesn't and um she's she's obviously very good in it marion is so fucking incredible in this and i've seen i mean she's one of my favorite actresses um I remember seeing it and thinking to myself, I can literally smell her. Like, <laughs> I can smell this performance. It is That's so cool. guttural and so, um, it's just great. I mean, she's she's something else. Um, she's really great. Cool. 
That sounds cool. That's like that story. I've never heard of that movie, uh, but that just like small idea sounds really cool. Yeah, it's nothing flashy yeah. at all. I mean, I mean, I can definitely see how people would not like this movie, right. but um, it's it's really really special because of her. Cool. Adam, what's your? Uh, this is your first time on the show. What do you? I gotta recommend yep, the and first time. I'm doing time two again because, like I said, I don't know if uh, I'll ever be back. But um, <laughs> first one is uh, Netflix. Uh, it's a little series from Ewan McGregor. Called, yeah, I had a feeling you were gonna yeah, recommend. It's called those. The Long Way Around. Uh, him and his buddy Charlie ride um, motorcycles from London to New York the long way round, which is through Europe, Russia. Um, Mongolia, Canada, United States, to New York, all on a, oh. on motorcycles. It's like a, a three month trip or something like that. Um, and then they do a second season called The Long Way Down, um, London to Cape Town, and it's really cool. Ewan McGregor, you know, you only see him as characters, but if you ever see the guy talk, the guy has charisma by the mm-hmm. dump truck load. And it's like one of those guys who, like, if he smiles, you smile. Yeah. So him and his best friend going around the world on motorcycles it's super super cool um and the other one i'm going to recommend is um the man in the high castle or the man in the high castle it's on amazon um the pilot is out right now but i think they're releasing the rest of the series um end of the year it's um a philip k dick adaptation oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. an alternate history um, right. miniseries if the axis had won the war mm-hmm. and america's occupied and what life is like. So uh, I watched the pilot. It was really good. So I'm excited for um, the the full series to be released. I think it's later this year. Nice. Sweet. Nice. I'll have to check both of those out. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, that about does it. We, uh, Colin, uh, Colin, Mitch, and I will be back next week with another. Adam, thanks for joining us yeah, this week. Thanks. That was yeah. fun. We will have, I'm sure we'll have you on another time. Um, as always, please uh, hit us up on Twitter at WoodwardsDET or shoot us an email at uh, WoodwardsFilmCast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what, uh, what you guys thought of The Man from Uncle and all the other films that we have uh, discussed. Um, for Colin and Adam, I am Kale. We'll, we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.